LMT is a lens by which you assess all economic understanding. The street is full of corruption. It is baked in to every aspect of our society. 1900s, Lenin was predicting global finance capital would do all the things it's doing today. This is written over 100 years ago. All right, folks, it is Steve, the Rogue Scholar. What if when you were growing up, Howard Zinn had been your history teacher? What if growing up, somebody like myself or someone else maybe uses the F-bomb maybe one or two times less, taught your children about the power of the public purpose and the power of the federal government and the power of the federal government's ability to create money with congressional authority. What if children, instead of being taught that they have to contribute to this capitalist system, that they have to go to school so that they can train themselves up so they can work for someone else? What if we had trained them instead about all the aspects of life that no one tells us and our parents aren't ready for and that technology has changed for us and that we are no longer able to know how to survive in a society where the government doesn't take care of us at all. Doesn't, even though it creates currency, does whatever, it doesn't take care of us. What if we taught children in elementary school instead of these colors don't run and I'm proud to be in American where at least I know I'm free. What if we taught them about the oppression right up front? What if we taught them of class consciousness as a child? You see, the education system we have today is in no way, shape, or form lacking religion. It is in no way, shape, or form lacking political ideology. In fact, our children are raised from day one accepting that there is no alternative, that capitalism, there is nothing else. And the only thing when you hear about communism or socialism or any other ism is that it's bad, that all these people die, that all these Bad, maniacal dictators oppress the people. Ayn Rand spoketh, and there came the fountainhead. And everybody from kindergarten on up has been hearing about how they can't do these things. Have you ever seen a school system talk about, instead of us getting a bunch of volunteers to walk up and down the side of the road to pick up trash, has anybody ever thought about the fact that we have people without jobs that the federal government could fund roadway cleanup, that could fund local initiatives where these things happen? No, of course not. Of course not. They sit there and sing the praises of philanthropy. They sing the praises instead of all the aspects that children can get involved in to help the poor. Because after all, if we don't have poverty, then we don't have opportunities to volunteer, right? Why not eradicate poverty? Because we could do that, right? But our kids aren't taught that. In fact, my son, who I talked about the other day, is autistic. He is not autistic to the point where he can't communicate and cannot function, cannot interact. He goes to regular, quote unquote, public schools. And he comes home the other day and he is singing a song. Now, I'd never really heard my son sing, sing like this before but he's singing at the top of his lungs and happy and it's beautiful. And I'm like, Oh my God, what are you saying? And he's going freedom, freedom. I'm free. And I'm thinking to myself, 
Is he doing a Negro spiritual from the old slave times? Is he talking about freedom in that respect? Or is he talking about this disgraceful libertarian version of freedom? This whack-a-mole version where we make government so small we can crush it with a pair of tweezers. Is that what he's talking about? And I have no idea because he has no idea. But sure as hell, my autistic son knows how to sing a song called Freedom, Freedom, I'm free at last, Freedom. Something like that. And our kids are taught right from Jump Street about the Pledge of Allegiance. This nationalism starts in kindergarten. This greatest country on the face of the planet started at birth, started in preschool. The 4th of July celebrations, everything is taught in a way that sets up future generations for carrying on this perversion that is neoliberalism. Our children literally are never taught that the federal government is a currency issuer, that states are currency users and depend on the federal government to spend money so they have money to tax and stuff to keep their own local economies going. They don't teach that. They don't teach it in elementary school. They don't teach it in middle school. They don't teach it in high school. So when kids come out of school, they have had 18 years of life where they have been taught from their churches, their local communities, their parents who are carrying on the tradition from when they were growing up. And all the things they were taught, they're carrying that forward. See, every time you think it just takes a little bit of an information uh, you know, rally to get everybody on board, every time you just kind of dumb it down to that and just think, oh, we'll just tell everybody something new and they'll just believe it, you've got to understand this has been a psyop from the point you put your children into school and to the point where they go out into the real world and they vote. They vote and they get rallied around whatever it is that mom and dad taught them. And I want you to understand why this is so, so, so important. If you're looking at what socialism is, if you're looking at what worker-led uh, co-ops are, if you're looking at a society that takes care of itself, Okay, this is fundamentally different from the bootstrapping mentality that they put on over here. This bootstrapping mentality that we're teaching our kids over here is all about the fact that they've got to be conditioned to believe that receiving anything from the government is a handout, that only people who are in the worst possible situation in life could possibly receive anything from the government at all. Now, we keep talking about this stuff, but there are evil, wicked, perverse people out there, okay, who overly identify and build up right-wing things in the name of owning shit libs today, in the name of attacking Democrats. They absorb even worse ideology from their right-wing Sig Heil friends. Okay, and because you have a combination of this wacko, we're going to align with Republicans because we hate Democrats so much and vice versa, not realizing both of these parties and all the shit that comes out of their mouths is disgraceful. They are literally setting your children up from the day they are born, because let's be fair, schools are brought into existence through legislation. They are not. They are not at all in any way, shape, or form taught that this is the public's decision, that this is something the public can decide, okay? They, these, these things are there, and they're carried forward as there is no alternative. As there is no alternative.
But in reality, let's be fair. What do we got here? We've got capitalist group A, which is the Republicans, that are dog eat dog, fuck you. These colors don't run. It's going to be all us. You don't have no right to tell me not to put on a mask, boy. You ain't got no right. You ain't got no right. Ain't no right. You can't tell me to put on a mask. Okay. Horrible, wicked people do that, right? You can't tell me. Right? They go to the schools. They sit there and fight with parents in front of kids. Do this psychotic shit, right? But then that's that's like their little niche that traps in the whack-a-moles. The fucking cray-cray go there, right? Then you got the Democrats whose whole purpose in life is to say that they're wrong. And so but they're not talking about the fact that they're both fucking full-bore capitalists. They're both full-bore capitalists. And they're both full-bore teaching our children there is no hope and dope kind of thing, right? Like this, this whole fake fraudulent thing that we can do it ourselves. You don't need no government handout, boy. And you look at the shithead Democrats, the centrist Democrats. What did they do when they talked about this little pittance that Biden put out for college student debt removal? It was like, this is a handout. They said it's a fucking handout. And if you identify with people like that, you're a pretty shitty person too. Let me just be honest. If you find any value in that line of thinking, you're a pretty shitty person, okay? You're a very shitty person. I'll just tell you straight up. I tell you to your face, but I'm talking to the camera. You're a very shitty person, okay? Because this whole mindset, this whole mindset is meant to keep us from ever fixing the big problem which is the wealth redistribution, which is the entire thing about keeping people broke and poor and completely and utterly, completely and utterly out of the game. They're over here squabbling. You made me wear a mask. No, you didn't wear a mask. I'm not going to, I'm not my friend anymore. You wore a mask. You told me I had to wear a mask. Masks are evil. It's oppressive. It's Ayn Rand. Fuck you, Ayn Rand. And fuck the fake progressives that follow Ayn Rand-like thinking. Bond with Ayn Rand. Bond with fucking the Fountainhead. Bond with the makers and takers and the Elon Muskers of the world and all the other wretched fucks that find Rand Paul acceptable, that think DeSantis is okay. All that shit. All that trash. All that disgraceful belief. And there's lefties that sided with them. They're not really lefties. They're just fucking anti-establishment mouthpieces. But the fact is, is that all of that is meant to distract you from focusing on the wealth transfer. It's to focus on the fact that you are a slave to a system. You're a slave to a system that you have no choice and you didn't create, you didn't vote for, you didn't want, you didn't ask for. But lo and behold, your parents, their parents, their friends, your school, your church, your television, everything has been busy telling you that capitalism is the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life, right? They tell you that this is the way it is and there is no other way. Now, I got amped up there. Why? Because I have a child that doesn't have the ability to discern what is being pumped into him. Doesn't have the ability to discern it yet. 
And unfortunately, I live in a very LOL Bertarian, this kind of weird thing that you saw during the pandemic where fake lefties went with the righties and started finding things in Fox News that were okay and thought it was more fun to own the shitty shit libs than it was to destroy the fascists on the right. They bonded with them instead. Sociopaths. Disgraceful sociopaths. But this is an outcome. This is not an accident. This is an outcome. It's the intended outcome. Okay? And I think to myself, you know, when you go to church and you sit down in church, and I've been to church many times, and you listen to them, so much of the way they have taken the scripture, if you believe it, if you don't believe it, doesn't matter. Point is, is that the scripture talks about how a lot of these things are God's will. That the will of the Lord, there's something here to be learned. And there's some truth to that. It doesn't even have to be scriptural. There's always something to learn from bad things. There's always something to learn from failure. When you do something wrong, you can either keep doubling down on doing it wrong, or you can kind of learn from your mistakes and do it right the next time. Okay? But that's not, that's not part of this. They're teaching you there is no alternative. But imagine a child. Imagine your kid coming home from school with a project. And that project is how do we make so that everyone can eat in our local community? Something like that. How can we make it so that our children can eat? So everyone in the community can eat. Imagine that kind of project coming home. That won't happen because they'll be busy talking about how we were able to raise $500 at the bake sale for poverty, we're gonna eradicate poverty. And what do you have? You have this cacao. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Here, give that kid a bicycle. He won. You realize it's so important that we teach our young children the values of volunteerism, the values of philanthropy, the values of charity. It's very important to have a charitable spirit. What if society was baked in such a way we didn't need to have a charitable spirit? Although charity is great, and I'm sure it's good when you see someone struggling to do something nice, I think it's very nice. It's, it's needed when there's nothing else being done. But when you train people that that's the, that's the deal, there is no alternative. There is no alternative. Nothing gets solved ever because your kid has already been given a blind spot. It's like, imagine if your children were taught about the Bolshevik revolution as told by the Bolsheviks, or if you were taught about the French Revolution told by the mountain or the left or the right or whoever, if you were told about the uh, uh, Haitian Revolution, not from the standpoint of France and the U.S., but instead by Dessalines, what would it have been like? These fucking white people came down here, built their plantations, put fucking gunpowder up our asses, blew us up from the inside out, buried us up to our heads, covered our faces in molasses, and put fire ants all over us, and waited till we got eaten to the bone, blah, 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 right? That's the real story. Go check out Gerald Horn if you want to learn some about the Haitian Revolution. CLR James did a great piece, but he lionized, uh, you know, the old... Uh, he, he he gave the Barack Obama of Haiti, okay? He gave him all kinds of credit, way too much credit. And the fact of the matter is, is that history, when told by the victors, if you will, 
is very, very different than history told by history. Okay. Now, what happens when you are living in your community and you suddenly have an idea that is different from the upbringing that was given in that school system, in the local community, et cetera? You will be vilified. You will be put off in the corner. You will not be considered a viable person. You will be castigated, shunned, you name it. And our children, while simultaneously on one hand, being taught that anything is possible, go with your dreams, be all you can be, write a book, get a career, join the military, right? All these things they tell you to do. But never once, never once, do they come back and say, what if, what if healthcare were a right? What if school and education were a right? And that means that we can even have social sciences and other arts and crafts taught and not be mocked for basket weaving, right? Or gender studies or some other bullshit, right? You see people that are supposedly lefties that support people that sit there and talk shit about critical race theory. You watch these fake lefties that bond with these people that bust out on that. And you realize how bad it is. How willingly they will kick someone who's trans or how willing they will kick someone who doesn't fit the mold. Okay. Now, mind you, I'm sitting here telling you flat out, Democrats and Republicans are bad. The whole ideology is bad. The whole there is no alternative is bad. So society is structured around this wall, this blocker that keeps us from even considering everything on that side of the wall. Anything on that side of the wall is socialism. So we don't teach that here. And the only thing we teach about socialism is that Stalin, Joseph Stalin, that murdering red bastard killed millions of people. And now he killed millions of people. What if you learned history differently? What if you learned that the Kulaks, these wealthy landowners that were farmers, decided that rather than providing food, they were going to go ahead and hold on to it and not produce as much to create this situation where starvation happened? What if they were trying to leverage their political will, political agency, and it killed millions of people. No, 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 no. Instead, they point to Joseph Stalin. Stalin did it, right? But what about in China, when Mao supposedly murdered and starved millions of people, right? Well, never mind the fact that, yes, there were problems with Mao, many problems with Mao, but one of them was that his people were too afraid to tell the truth about the grain production. There were errors made in terms of where they were smelting irons and stuff, and they were making cheap metals and backyard smelting pots instead of really industrial-grade metals. They, did, they were doing so many things wrong because they were afraid to tell Mao that shit wasn't going according to the Great Leap Forward. 
But that's history. That's real history. The history we're taught is Mao was a mass murderer. He starved his people, killed millions of people. That's not how it happened. But that is the story. Why is that the story? That's the story because he was communist. And because Mao was communist and the U.S. did everything it could to destabilize China and it did everything it could to destabilize freaking uh, Stalin because communism was the great evil that the capitalist class was trying to fight even in World War II, post-World War II, after the freaking, after Stalin had beaten Hitler, they decided they were going to make Stalin the bad guy. And so what did they do? They went around the world with the Peace, for, Peace Corps and with all these other NGOs creating opportunities, the IMF, the WTO, the World Bank, all this stuff was built to facilitate a transition for all these countries in the global South to ignore communism, to ignore socialism, but to instead embrace capitalism. And by giving them these loans through the IMF, et cetera, they created the hook that they needed to box in communism. But they don't talk about this. Why don't they talk about this? Why don't they give you the full story? Because once you understand, you stop hating socialism, you stop hating communism, and you start really putting the focus on hating this construct of unregulated, laissez-faire, neoliberal capitalism, okay? Our kids don't know anything about that. And as I'm talking to my wife, and I'm telling her, I really don't like Cameron learning this shit so early about being freedom, freedom. Loved hearing my son's voice singing. But the idea that he would be pushing Tea Party-like freedom, okay, broke my heart big time. I want my kids to be able to go into the world and speak truth to power. But alas, there ain't no mother stronger than the mother of a child. It doesn't want their baby ostracized more than their autism will already do for them. She doesn't want Cameron to hear about this stuff. Why not? Because she doesn't want him casting it. Not that he would do it because he couldn't do it yet. But I want my son to be able to speak truth. I don't want him accepting the propaganda and having his life turned into shit as a result of it. But then again, the question is, can you survive in this particular environment without parroting the bullshit? Think about the level of crap they gave us to make us buy into the anti-Russia bullshit. Think about the level of propaganda they pushed to make Ukraine look like this great country that was doing great things. Reality is, is that this whole thing with NATO, they don't tell the truth about that, but you do just a little teeny bit of cursory reading. And I'm not talking about from like far left sources, just basic sources, many of them. They do tell the truth. It's just in the retelling of these stories that they don't tell the truth. And the fact is, is that NATO should have been done away with eons ago. It was not. It has been a relic. It was all part of the, uh, the ploy, if you will, to literally block Joseph Stalin. Okay? That was it. And I think to myself, the people within Ukraine should not suffer. 
war is wrong. I'm anti-war, anti-imperialist, period. But when I see people that are anti-war, anti-imperialist, not making the distinction between the government of Ukraine and the people of Ukraine and making all Ukraine people out to be Nazis, that's a bridge too far. That's where you've become the right wing. You've now become the thing you hate. And this is why truth is so important. And this is why teaching our children in kindergarten and first grade, second grade, up through high school and into college, et cetera, why teaching them truth is so vital and why misrepresenting truth and filling their heads with lots of Santa Claus stories and fucking Easter bunny stories and all this other bullshit. Okay. I'm not talking about that in particular because you know, whatever. I mean, I don't love it, but I don't, I'm not going to complain about these bullshit little things that we do. I mean, I get it, but they're all about reinforcing this great man thing. We're all about reinforcing all these things that have nothing to do with the power of fiat, with the power of government, with the power of the people when it's wielded properly. All we end up hearing is what a great innovator Elon Musk is. Never mind the billions of U.S. funds that came to him, not taxpayer dollars. Anybody that said that, you have the right to smack them pretty hard. Drop the elbow off the top rope. Do the salt in the eyes like Adrian Adonis used to do. Do a figure four leg lock like Bob Backlund. Whatever it takes. You can do the, the strut in the ring. You need to do something. You need to give them a good solid, you know, good solid off the top rope. Maybe use the, the uh, chair, you know, whatever. Throw them out of the ring, onto the table, whatever. You got to do something. Woo! Yeah, nature boy. There you go. I'm with you. Picking up what you're putting down. So my point is, when I hear this stuff, the hyperbole, and I hear the bullshit, I am so unable to tolerate bullshit from no matter what direction it's coming from. Let me just be crystal clear. I am unwilling to hear a leftist talk about MMTs just furthering capitalism. Unwilling to hear that lie. Unwilling to allow them an inch to say that. When the right, same exact thing, unwilling to give them an inch about finance and understanding that money comes from the state. Without them knowing this stuff, they are useless, but they are parroting propaganda, and they are doing it all the way down to the coloring book your kid gets in kindergarten. It's just I want you to know the conservatives of both parties fought tooth and nail to keep activist teachers and keep activist educators out of colleges and out of whatever. The books they read can't, can't possibly say anything about socialism or racial issues that have happened as a result of slavery or Jim Crow or anything. We can't say it. Worthless people. I mean, worthless lefties support DeSantis. I'm not joking. This ivermectin gang thinks DeSantis is okay. I'm not joking. It's pathetic. Okay. So with that in mind, with that in mind, you've got both of these fucking crazy, fucking maniacally party-driven people fighting tooth and nail about not allowing the kids to be indoctrinated. 
And yet every single book indoctrinates them with capitalism. Every single book indoctrinates them with austerity. Every single book indoctrinates our kids that we can't do nice things. Or that it comes from the innovation of the private sector. That it comes from the innovation of great men like Elon Musk and Bill Gates. And we'll go through a whole fucking seminar. We'll go through fucking years of education hearing nothing but how great these men of brilliance are, these geniuses, these entrepreneurs. Okay? The kids are not taught that the internet was created by our government. And then when DARPANET was over, after it had been paid for with public money, not taxpayer dollars, losers, with public money, they just talk about how, oh my God, MCI and UUNet were ground zero of the backbone of the internet. Look at the great Mark Andreessen of Netscape. Look at the ENIAC. Look at the Mark IV. Look at all these great protocols that came out like X.25. You know, all these different things like Frame Relay, ATM. Think about DWDM, Dense Wave Division Multiplexing. Think about all this stuff that is come about as a result of federal money, as a result of not taxpayer dollars, but federal fresh created money, investment into society created by our federal government trying to provision itself. Imagine, imagine our children hearing from these same people We've got to do a fundraiser to get kids football uniforms to play in the, the, the practice field today. We've got to find a way to raise enough money in the community. Can we get enough donations selling donuts to get a fucking playground for the kids? Hey, we've got to do this weird shit. We've got to do this weird shit where we go ahead and make our kids think that it is good to be a stock market person. Yeah, there you go. Financialized economy, mass surveillance, all this stuff, all these things, they create a problem. They fix a problem that they created, but they didn't fix it. They exacerbate. They use the problem as the excuse to make the problem bigger by creating mass surveillance or whatever. These are all things, but there's a space. There is a wide space over here that allows you to think you feel like you're being free. You feel like you're being creative, but you're being creative within a capitalist construct, capitalist viewpoint, this whole neoliberal framework of there is no public, there is only private. The public fucks it up, so we got to privatize everything. This is the stuff they teach you in college, in high school, in middle school, and in elementary school, and with pictures of fuzzy bunnies and elephants to our kindergartners in our churches, in our daycares, you name it. Now, I want to tell you something that I found incredibly important in this mix. I am uh, 53 years old. I'll be 54 April Fool's Day. I was born in 1969, okay? So I got to see the Nixon era as a child, at least was alive for it. Got to be around for Ford, got to be around for Carter, got to be around for Reagan, 
got to be around for Bush, got to be around for Clinton, got to be around for Bush again, got to be around for Obama, okay? Got to be around for 45 and got to be around for fucking Biden. So I've seen this shit happen for a long, long time, okay? Things like this, give you an example. Jimmy Carter was a piece of shit president. You may not believe me because you like watching him with human, uh, Habitat for Humanity, but in reality, Jimmy Carter was king neoliberal. He was the beginner of it. This is a guy who literally created all the austerity, okay? He's the one that had Volcker, and he was the one that signed on to all the evils of that libertarian right-wing financial bullshit, the monetarists. He did these things. He did so many bad things. It's not funny. But we remember him as the old guy going with the hammer, nick, 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 building me a, a habitat. Maybe he's trying to make up for lost time because he fucked it up so bad when he was over there uh, as president. Okay? But what did he do? He ended up literally pushing forward to giving us Ronald Reagan, who took Jimmy Carter's neoliberal bullshit, put it on steroids, and the Reagan revolution came into be. Right in time with Ronald's uh, partner in crime and Maggie Thatcher, two of the most horrible neoliberals to ever walk the earth. But even now, you see guys like Barack Obama celebrating Ronald Reagan, celebrating Ronald Reagan. These folks celebrate Ronald Reagan. They celebrate Ronald Reagan. Democrats celebrate Ronald Reagan. So I want you to understand something. Our kids, it's like, gosh, you want them to enjoy going to prom. You want them to enjoy doing the float for homecoming. You want to see them enjoy getting their letterman's jacket and having their, their letterman's jacket and their buttons and stuff on the ladder. You want to see them enjoy this stuff. You want that because you know that it felt good. But instead, instead, you're left with this dichotomy of knowing that all this stuff is there to reinforce the neoliberal paradigm, the capitalist paradigm. It's all part of the competition. We're all in competition. This is such a good thing because we're all in competition. Isn't it great that we're in competition, not cooperating? You know, the idea that the government can't do good because it can't co-op because it can't uh, do competition or whatever, right? A government uh, doesn't do competition. We got to put it out to the private sector. That's where all the beautiful stuff will come from. This is pumped in from day one. You hear about war heroes and our returning veterans. We never talk in school. Can you imagine if our children were taught in middle school and elementary school and kindergarten? We don't want to create any more veterans. We want to stop war. Can you imagine a school that did that and talked instead about ensuring that the real resources of the nation are distributed for the betterment of society? Can you imagine if that would have been done? or if that were to be done in the future. Remember, we are going to be fighting 
Oh, I see a birthday out there. Patty P. Uh, happy birthday, Patty P. Um, but can you imagine if we taught them this stuff, if we taught them what the public purpose was, if we taught them that we can do nice things for each other, if we taught them that taxes were there as a means of keeping the currency uh, in play, but not to fund programs without having a fucking funding bill at the federal level, there's no new money spent. And if the federal government doesn't spend money and the states try to, you better hope that your state has enough big business in there that brings enough tax revenue for your local community to prosper. Otherwise, your local community will dry up as well. This is neoliberalism and the competition between the states. And some asshole made it that that's a good thing. Hey, the state should compete for businesses. We can drop the tax base out to the point where there is no schools. There are no public services. There are no nothing. There's no more pensions. It's all 401k this. Hey, thanks, Paul Ryan. These kids that we're raising, our own children, are being taught to be neoliberals from the day they enter into that classroom. And it's worse if you go to private school because in many of the cases there, they're being taught to be little fucking Judeo-Christo-fascists. To hate people, to hate this, to hate that. Literally. But this school system, it's not just about being, you know, good little lemmings. It's not about, it really is about reinforcing a doctrine that continues to funnel money upward to the most wealthy because they deserve it. Our children are all taught, all taught that it's deserving, that those rich people are deserving. And they did everything right. And that if you do things wrong, you're gonna be poor because bad people do things that make them poor. And that literally has been reinforced. Think about how many people when you hear the history of these various individuals, say he died in disgrace, broke and bankrupt. How many times have you heard a sociopath lionized, but only to be told that they died in severe poverty and, and bankruptcy because they were a ne'er-do-good basically? I was reading around and checking this out and just remembering how many people, their stories, their epitaph talks about how they died broke, insinuating that they aren't worth anything, that they were useless, that they were a piece of shit. I even take some real serious issue with people that say Donald Trump is really bankrupt and blah, blah, blah. Not because he isn't a shyster and not because all that, but because it reinforces the idea that people that are broke are bad. And, you know, I think, I think at the end of the day, we should really, really take a step back and start really redefining what we're fighting for. We say healthcare is a right, sure, but what does that mean? We say education should be a right. There's no law in the books that says it is. So what should education as a right be? And a right to an education to be indoctrinated with neoliberalism? 
Is that the right you're looking for when you say a child should have a right to an education? That we should make college for free? Is it so that they can be taught more neoliberalism? So they can be indoctrinated in it? What is it? Yeah, that's a, exactly. Oh my God, the, the eugenics and all the uh, insanity about sterilizations, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, like literally. You know, I'm going to say something that's going to crack you up. So this right here, Kevin's got a great point. He's like, halfway through the deficit myth, I can't listen to any mainstream news. They're all just lying to us when they're talking about the economy, taxes, et cetera. You're exactly right. But I want to tell you something else too. When I interviewed Bill Mitchell, recently please check it out on macaron cheese worth your time he made the point that mmt is not the theory of everything it's a very specific theory about fiat currency and about state money and about a free-floating fiat currency and the way it operates and the role of taxation and how money is created it doesn't really place a moral description on what we should do with that knowledge Okay, that's what we did when we created MMT for real progressives. When we did macro and cheese, we made the point that we weren't just going to talk about MMT and let's talk about accounting and stuff like that. We're going to use it and then talk about the framing for progressives and leftists so we could exact what we want. Okay. Oh, there you go. Bill Mitchell has a basics course. It's just getting started now. Go out there and look at this MMT EDX. It is a free course. You can pay, I think it's 40 bucks and get a, I did it just to support Bill because I support Bill's work. Um, but you know, you can get a certificate that says that you passed the basics of modern monetary theory. Worth your time. And also, for those of you who are really go-getters, there is a master's degree program um, that is being taught by uh, Professor Stephen Hale on sustainability and modern monetary theory. Again, it's online. It's worth it's worth your time. There you go, 49 bucks for college credit. Um, in any event, point is, is that if you just want to learn the basics and you're not really trying to become all that in a bag of chips. You're not going to be an economist. You just want to be an enlightened voter and you want to be somebody that when they watch the news, you can see through the bullshit, okay? That right there is what I think is very, very key for all of us to do. Uh, we should not be trying to get everybody to become economists because we need people fighting for the goods and services that we're fighting for, like healthcare for all, like, like all these rights-based programs. I don't want any more welfare. I want rights-based programs. And I want my kids to be taught that in kindergarten, first grade, fifth grade, 12th grade on. I want them to be taught how we can make rights and how we can create a, a, a safe place that is both environmentally, ecologically sound and, and responsible and the economics that eliminates poverty. I want my kids taught that because that's what I talk about here every day to a very small audience. And thank you, 37, for being here, okay? But there's people out there that don't talk about any of this shit. They don't have the coherency. They don't know it, but they're very fucking popular and they'll be on Rising and other things. They'll be on all these different, Jimmy Dore has them on. All these different alt media groups have these people on, but they're not talking about this stuff. Why not? because it's good enough just to be angry. Folks, we need to be able to disabuse the fucking propagandized in our midst. 
We need to be able to literally break them free from this stuff. But we've got to understand it ourselves and not say, how many times have you heard a good leftist podcast or alternative media person talk about their print money causing inflation? They're doing the right wing's bidding right there. And they're doing it better because they're into an area where no one else can reach. They're talking to their people. They're saying print and money cause inflation. Your children, when they go to school, they will hear that somehow or another inflation was caused by the government spending too much money. That's not a true statement, though. That's not how it works. They're going to be told that prices just went up. They're not going to be told that the president could put price caps on these things. They're not going to be told any of this stuff. Why not? Because it doesn't work for the capitalist class, for the people that are funding the bills in their mind. You know, all this stuff that happens below the scenes is just a way of placating us and keeping us compliant to do their bidding. And to think there's no alternative and to pit each other against each other about stupid nonsense down here so that we never look across the wall and so that we never rise up and make it so our children here. Hey, can you imagine all the Lauren Boberts of the world, these fucking idiots that wear stars and bars everywhere? Okay. They're fucking tight, faded jeans and their cowgirl boots and their fucking AR 15, right? Going hunting. All the rest of it, this whole mindset, they are teaching their kids, hey, if they ever fucking even try to tell you that the government can do this, they're communist and they're the enemy. They're teaching their next generation that. And that next generation is with people that will literally put them into power. They will go to church. They'll be part of a base of people that will be fighting for fascism. And folks, I want to be crystal clear here. I'm a Christian. Whether you like that or not, it's irrelevant. I don't talk about Christianity like they do. You would never know it by what I'm saying based on what you think you think of Christians. That's what they do. I'm all about the people down here. I'm all about the least of these. Do unto the least of these, as, you know, whatever. Whatsoever you do for the least of these, you do unto me, right? I think even if you don't believe in Jesus, the Jesus of the Bible was far more communist, far more socialist, far more egalitarian, far more, hey, you ain't got the world by the short hairs, dude. You're just another dude, and you're going to be put back into the dirt when you die. Stop acting like you're holier than thou. Stop throwing rocks at people that sin. Fuck a sin. We all sin. The only reason why you didn't, you know, get the rocks thrown at you is because your sin's acceptable and theirs is not. By whom? Who made the decision that their sin was bad and yours was good? Who decided that it was okay to just destroy people that are different? The fact of the matter is, our kids are trained from day one to be sociopaths, even though you don't realize they're sociopaths because it just goes straight through to you. It just goes straight by because it's what we all talk about. It's what we all talk about. Thank you, Double K. I missed you. I, by the way, I, you know, the idea of getting on uh, 
Rogan, I can't even get on Rising or any of the other ones. Why would Joe Rogan pull me on there, right? Anyway, um, I got to be an empty airhead to be able to get on some of these other shows, apparently. I've just got to be able to say whatever they say in Twitter land, and then it'll be all good, you know? It's depressing. I ain't going to lie. It is depressing. But if what I'm telling you as a storyteller here, right? It's not just a rant. It's a story. And within this story, I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to make you think, I'm trying to elicit thoughts that you feel about this stuff. And you think about it. your kid goes to school, you're training up the next generation of fascists, the next generation that'll burn down the Amazon, the next generation that'll push for war, the next generation that will be like drill, baby, drill. The next generation that will say, you should have made better choices, you sack of shit. Okay? That's what's happening right now. It's just very frustrating. And, and But it's not just frustrating, folks. That's, that's me because I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm thinking about it. This isn't scripted. I had a concept, thought about it. It made sense. We ran with it. But if you sit back and you do more planning than I did for three hours, I did three hours before this thinking through this as I went through and then did it. But if you think about this at a more fundamental level, as your child comes home with their homework assignment, as you see what events they have planned and they say, hey, Patriot Day. Oh, what is Patriot Day, I wonder? What does it mean to be a patriot in the school? When they tell you to be a patriot, does that mean be a whistleblower? Does that mean fight back against oppression? Because that's a patriot to me. What do you think they mean? What do you think they mean when they talk about the word patriot? I mean, I think to myself, to me, a patriot is a revolutionary. As someone who's always vigilant, who never allow us to slip into fascism who would never allow us to hurt the, the vulnerable in society. That when there's a need, you fill it. And when someone's sick, you fucking fix it. That people don't have to do without maintenance on their bodies because it's covered as being a human being. Uh, you know, I wish anarchism was a little bit more realistic at this point because there's times where I wish that we had no state you know, that we had no, no borders, that we had no concerns, but we do. And there's reasons why you have to sort things out somewhat at a geographical level and by resource, et cetera, because it's very, very hard. Go out someday, if you want to see what I'm talking about, buy a pizza, you know, buy a pizza and have like, I don't know, 20 people over and see how far that one pizza gets you. You've got to be able to know what your resources are. And you've got to know where you can get what you need to make everyone whole. And yes, thank you so much, Kevin. I, I put it up there, but I didn't thank you, but thank you. Um, anyway, this is one of those stories that I could go on for a long time. But because I am working, I have to get back to the day job. And I actually have a great job, just so you know. It doesn't pay as much as I need it to. It does not. Okay? I don't get any money from this 
nonprofit here either. I put the money back into the org. We buy equipment. We buy platforms. We get people cameras and microphones and licenses to software to do important media-driven things to help us build our activism and build the education that we're doing. But the fact is, is that I do have a decent job and I'm about to go to it here in a minute. And, um, you know, we need support. We need your support. So thank you folks that really did actually donate. If you don't mind, go to our website, sign up, become a volunteer. If you, if you want, look, you can be a follower of real progressives and real progress in action and not actually be a volunteer. You could be a donor and not actually be a volunteer. A volunteer is a very specific role. A volunteer is somebody who does something, who comes, shows up with their lunch bag in hand, ready to do some work, okay? And not because they're working for the man, but because they're part of a team that is fighting to make this happen. If you're not in it for the activism, you shouldn't be a volunteer. If your heart's not in the activism, you don't feel it, you don't think this is the most important shit you've got to put your time to, then it's not a good place to volunteer. I need people, you want people that really eat, breathe, and sleep and believe, believe that you can make a difference. And that's what a volunteer is. But we need, we need followers as much as anyone. We need subscribers. We need people part of the bigger community to believe in us and to share us and to work with us and to get this on as many platforms as they can. Because believe me, folks, this is too heady. Most of this stuff isn't clickbait. I'm not fighting. I'm not doing on-air fights with other alt-media people, okay? I'm simply saying the information they're putting out there is thimble deep, and it's time for us to expand and change that because it's getting down. It's getting down to our kids. It's not getting there. It is. It's, that's the whole system. It creates new people to participate in it as time goes on. And I think that we as a nation, as a people, as activists, need to change that. All right. Tomorrow, folks, tomorrow, we got another podcast coming out. Corey Doctorow, please check it out. Macro and Cheese, it's released at 8 a.m., but you can listen to it anytime. We have an RSS feed. If somebody has the RSS feed that they can drop into the chat, I'd really appreciate it. We have an RSS feed. You can sign up and get it delivered straight to your phone. You don't even have to go looking for it. If you have Spotify, it'll automatically download. SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever. It's great. Podcasts are so much better than this shit. You don't have to look at my ugly face. You can just hear me rant and rave in your ear while you're doing laundry or riding your bicycle or working out at the gym or, or just chilling, smoking a doobie, whatever. But in the end, this stuff that I'm putting out is not for infotainment. It's intended specifically for activism. It's intended to be something to teach you, to bring you out, to make you think, and to push, to unite around things, to work and fight back. I'm not here to entertain. I'm the worst YouTube channel guy ever because I have no desire to be a YouTube guy. I have no desire to be a podcaster. I want to build an organization. I want to do activism, and this is it. So I'm here by accident, <laughs> by happenstance. So with that in mind, I'm Steve Grumbine, and I am the Rogue Scholar. And folks, where is the damn elbow of truth? If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support our efforts, please take a moment to subscribe and check out our other work on the Real Progress in Action YouTube channel and visit our sister organization's website at realprogressives.org. 